Hello, welcome to Black Cap Recap, where two bald guys wear black ball caps and dive into the deeper meaning of movies, TV, and media. We're your co-hosts, Sean McCannelly and Aaron Russo. This is a conversation between two friends, and we hope that you enjoyed as much as we do. All right, welcome to another edition of Black Cap Recap where we are uh, excited to discuss the final two episodes of season one of Severance on Apple TV+. Um, and I think we're just going to jump right into it because there's a lot to talk about. Um, probably the best two episodes of television that we've had the chance to cover in a long time. So Sean's going to give us a brief summary here. Yeah, so episode eight um, shows us, I believe it opens with Irv's Audi for the first time. Uh, who appears to be some kind of artist or at least amateur artist, and he's painting uh, in his kind of garage, listening to uh, some metal music or rock music. Um, and he's painting, what he's painting is a dark corridor with a red light on it, um, which his Audi shouldn't know where that's coming from, like the inspiration. And he's got multiple paintings of the same scene on yeah. different mediums, like on different dozens backgrounds. of yeah. got, That's like what he paints, that's what he sees. Right. Um, and you know, we, we find out that that's the corridor that leads to a different part of the basement within Lumen um, that we haven't seen his any character see that, that corridor yet, at least not yet, but he's been around for a long time, so he might have seen it at some point um, or something. But for some reason, his Audi, we've seen this with other characters, some of the any and Audi stuff is bleeding over, and this is kind of how it's coming out for him as like the creative outlet. Um, so we get... Uh, a glimpse at his Audi. We've already had a small glimpse of Dylan's Audi with a, a kid when uh, Milchek got him out of, got him, like activated his Innie on the outside. We have seen the most of Mark's, and up to this point, we haven't seen any of Helly's Audi. Um, and so, within the Innie story, uh, the main part of episode eight is that Helly hits 100% of their quota, um, or she gets it to 100%, uh, and so they have a what was it, a pineapple or a the pancake party or a waffle, waffle party? party? Waffle party. And uh, Mark gets to nominate one of the team members to get to have the waffle party. Um, and since they had already been kind of cooking up this plot to activate the overtime contingency from within um, and decided that Dylan would, or Dylan kind of volunteered to be the one to follow the sequence and turn on the numbers and get the other three in place um, or have them be ready to wake up on the outside. Um, Mark nominates him to go be the Waffle Party recipient. Um, and, you know, it's he goes off to the Remembrance Wing or whatever, uh, like the kind of museum area, and he gets to have waffles in the bedroom of the founder like that they were in before. Um, and then there's this weird uh, eyes wide shut kind of <laughs> sequence of like this weird well, the instructions dance. on the plate go now to the, founder's, out to the bed. founder's bed and, and then like, what <laughs> and then those weird so he sits there and there's like this like there's like a mask or like a like a yeah yeah, yeah like an elf head piece head yeah you put on of... and then these other like people dancers come in and do a weird dance with like the animal costumes or like the kind of masks on too for some reason but he like leaves it early and that's how he gets to the security area like yeah. that's really, really what he's out for but like that's a complete like huh um, and they don't really, nothing else happens with that in the show, but it just is another layer of this, like, what in the world is this place about? Um, I just thought that was funny. Um, 
So the episode before this, we find out that Miss Casey is Mark's wife who died, supposedly. Or at least looks like looks her. Looks like yeah. her. Um, and so Mark, when he's back on the inside, not knowing that he just kind of, you know, obviously his Audi knows who his wife was, but his innie doesn't know yet. Um, Cobell orders another uh, kind of get-together or a, a wellness session with Miss Casey one more. Um, but Miss Casey's being, like, retired or whatever. Um, and I think it's because Co- Cobell wanted to see if they recognize each other. I think she's starting to piece things together. Um, and they don't. They don't recognize each other, it doesn't seem like. They don't recognize each other, but there's but they have some, some kind, kind of, of affection. Yeah. Some kind of connection. Yeah, some yeah. kind of energy. Um, Cobell is in charge, or is in, is she's in uh, trouble because it gets out that Heli tried to kill herself. Heli's any. Uh, there's pictures either from Milchek or from um, the security guy or somehow. Somehow they got pictures of it. They're not happy about that. Um, and so she, I guess, convinces them. Or they, they fire her, but she's like, I want to talk to you at the, at the gala, right? Uh, but they fire her, so she's... Um, She's in the same position as as if Aunt Lydia got you know ousted out of Gilead. She's like doesn't know what to do with herself. So she like trashes her like shrine at her house, and she's like having a full on crisis. And she, um, I guess, in a last ditch effort, goes to like Rickon's book meeting, book reading that he's doing uh, for his book, um, which is where Mark is. I don't know if she kind of she probably just assumed Mark would be there. Um, and um, Dylan is going to activate the the overtime contingency from the security office. He kind of locks himself in with his little belt tying trick. <laughs> he locks himself in there. Um, and Mark is at Rickon's book reading with Miss Cobell as Mrs. Selvig to him and as the lactation coach to Mark's sister, Dylan, or not Dylan, uh, Devin. Um, but Mark kind of is talking to Devin about, I want to make a change. I think I want to quit Lumen but they don't really get to connect yet. Um, and, he, and in the next episode, there's even more like frustrating obstacles to him, like him and her like sitting down to talk and I'm just like, ah, please spit it out. Um, but Cobell overhears that and she's really starting to piece it together. Like he's losing it. And, and then it, the episode ends with Dylan flipping the switch. Irv's at the, Irv is painting. Like that's where he's at. We don't know where Heli is. Um, but we see that she appears to be Dressed up, she's got like fancy oh, that's earrings right. on. We saw her, yeah. And her hair's a done. Bit of the, yeah, which and there's just a, a glimpse of her yeah. that was like, hmm. So we're like, well, so that was the very first time we've seen anything of Heli's Audi. Um, yeah. It's just that little glimpse there. Other but, than her recordings. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But they flip the switch, and that's where it ends. Well, when when, the, when they flip the switch, Mark is actually, um, yeah, he's like hugging Cobell. Yeah. As, <laughs> well, he thinks it's Miss. He's hugging Miss Selvig, his right. neighbor. Right. And, <laughs> and, and, she, and she's like, yeah, Mark, that's the right thing. You should quit. Like, she's, like, encouraging him because she's now mad at Lumen, too. Right. Which I thought for a second is like, oh, is she now going to be, like, an ally? Like, she's, like, you know. But <laughs> episode nine, the, fin- the finale, which I was surprised. I guess I thought there was ten episodes. So when I saw, like, episode nine, it said, like, season finale, I was like, oh, oh, gosh. Because I was like, the A, they're setting up. Like, eight is a perfect setup for, her, like, a finale episode mm-hmm. um, or, like, a penultimate episode. So... Nine is the finale, um, which is like an odd number to have of episodes. Um, maybe they stretched one out. They thought it was going to be eight, made it nine. Um, or maybe it was going to be ten, and episode ten is now season two premiere. I don't know. Um, but I think it's called The We We Are is the name of that episode. And it picks right up. Mark 
Mark's Innie awakens on the outside, kind of hugging Copel, and I think he calls her by name, and that really tips her off to the fact that... Yeah, later like, in the episode, yeah. at one certain moment, he says Mrs. Cobell, and she goes... Yeah, she realizes he, That's Mark. Yeah, that the Innie is... Right. is that's out, her Mark. And that yeah. the only way that that can happen is OTC, so she is then Panicking. on the warpath to call Milchek to get him. He's, she's like, somebody... They're, they've activated it. Go right. to the security office right now. Like, they're out. <laughs> I think she sees this as her opportunity for redemption. Yeah, with the board to right. like fix this. Yeah, to, to get her job back. Yeah, so so Mark is... Mark's innie is out, and he's, like, figuring out who's Devin. Is that... He's, I think he thought that was his wife and kid, and then right. he, like, kind of... So he's, like, having to awkwardly figure out and nobody else and then he like sees Rickon and he's like oh Mr. Rickon <laughs> like, right, right he, he, he like, has that moment he's like related. he's my brother in yeah and like he's just having a, like can you imagine like the amount of but before they all did this they all were like be ready for anything like you don't know where you're gonna wake up but like right. as soon as you wake up like try to find let's find each other like let's find right like or if they said find someone you can trust find someone you can trust just if like uh, the guy that came earlier right yeah. um, so like but it's still disorienting obviously if you like where, where am I? Right. Um, Irv, Irv wakes up and he's he's there and I think he recognizes the corridor that he's painting and he's like, whoa. Um, but maybe not. Like, probably... It's it, not clear. Looks in, it looks familiar to the... It's to not the clear at the moment, yeah. but later as the episode wears on, it's clear that he's... As his Audi um, was already putting a lot of pieces yeah. together. So I think there's a good chance that seems to insinuate that he might have seen that corridor yeah because he, he's like got he's got a trunk with stuff in it he's got like a map he's got like employee lists of lumen employees of severed employees and addresses and he finds bert's like address and he he pulls out a map and like his bert's house was already on the map circled and so irv's mission is to go find bert on the outside um like irv's any and wants to find bert's audi um right which tragically, like he's he, his route of this episode is he he does get there, but Bert, he can see through the window. Bert has like a partner already, mm-hmm. and they're like happy, obviously. And Irv's kind of like, "What do I do?" And he ends up like banging on the door, door, but we don't see what happens as a result of that. Um, but it's like, what did you expect to happen? I mean, Bert doesn't know who you are, right? And we know that from the Audi video, right? So it's like that's so horribly tragic. Like it's kind of the star-crossed lovers, like missing each other. In time and space, in it, but like everything's real time. It's just that they're different <laughs> personalities or different consciousnesses. Um, that was so. That was kind of a sad twist for Irv. Um, and he, the moment that he's pounding on his door, is when Dylan can no longer hold right. the switch. Yeah. So the episode ends with like Dylan Milchek finally gets in and tells Dylan, knocks him. You have two other kids. Right. I can tell you, like he, like Milchik knows more about Dylan than Dylan knows about right. himself, and but you know he cuts through the the belt and tackles him, which makes him drop. I like the I like the one line where he's like, "I'll give you anything you want, whatever whatever perks you want, yeah. I'll get them for you." Coffee cozy, and he said yeah, something yeah. else like some other thing. <laughs> and Dylan's like, "I'm so past those. I'm not, I'm past that point at this point. Right. I'm past the perks. <laughs> I've taken the red pill." So yeah, it ends with like yeah, he he gets his hand off the kill switch. Which, like, ends overtime contingency, right. but not before certain things happen, right? So not it's before like, Heli. It's like a cliffhanger in that way because it's like now their innies are in huge trouble. Like the next time Lumen is able to get the innies back online, 
they'll be in big trouble. <laughs> um, but it's like how, who and how and when is that going to happen is like the setup for season two. Like now are they going to try to do everything they can to, to not get activated? And, but all Miltrek has to do is turn on overtime contingency to get the innies back. They don't have to come to the elevator. But the Audis don't know anything except to come to work. Like right. They always do. So they're going to. Like, right. There's a doomsday. Call so they're, there, you know, they're gonna they're gonna go back to work. Yeah. And find themselves in deep trouble yeah. that their Audis will still never know. The Audis won't know. Right. right. Yeah. So they may become those like full time employees that they talk about. Right. Like, yeah. So like, whoo. Um, so Helly wakes up, and she is Helena Egan, the daughter of the CEO. Or former CEO. She's an Egan, <laughs> which I had she's a hunch. A, she's apparently the, the heir apparent. Yeah. Right, of so the... she's the heir, and she and the, the gala is like to like show off her. She like volunteered for Severance to like to to bolster it and show like it's safe and effective and whatever. Is like wow, even it's like you know the Elon Musk's kid like gets in a Tesla or whatever. It's like kind of that thing, right? Um, or the maker of the Titanic. Their kid rides the Titanic, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like that, and it's a celebration of her. It's like it's like a, a severed story, right? It's like a like an art gallery kind of feel, and she's there, and she's like the guest of honor, and she's going to give a speech, but her innie is on, and she is like quickly trying to like play the game, um, and kind of keep up the ruse, because the board rep lady is there in a different personality. So I'm pretty sure there's some kind of severance going on, or at least like a personality switch for like. They seem to be chummy friends, and maybe she's like the wife of someone else too. But her like innie is like the board representative voice, the voice of the board, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the lady who was with Devin at the birthing place is there too, and they're, I guess, meeting each other. But they're all kind of these power and people. We find out that, as we probably, it's pretty easy to suspect that she <clears throat> was severed yeah, during her birth. pregnancy and birth. I think. Well, she mentions three kids and. Like, yeah, I had some help. So I think it's at least the pregnancy. Yeah. Or at least at the birth. At least the birth. Yeah. If yeah. not the entire pregnancy. Because yeah. her husband's that state senator. Yeah. So, like, there's a political plot to this, too, that they're just right. starting to hint at for the future. Well, and I think um, it's at this point, it's, it's abundantly obvious that the scope of the severance project is far yeah. larger than just employees at Lumen or employees anywhere. Yeah. But it's something for literally everyone and that there's mm-hmm. that line where where the heli's is it her grandfather yeah so or is it yeah. her dad i think that was her her dad or her grandfather yeah he says dad. something that then soon everyone will be kier's children yeah and he and he has this weird like robotic voice and he talks about like you'll be there at my revolving like it's like some ceremony where like I think I think what's going on here is like it's these people are trying to figure out how to like get themselves to live beyond physical death, um, and they're like, they're like getting their consciousness uploaded into some virtual setting, and that could part be. of MDR could be like keeping the memories or keeping the brain like working, keeping the virtual brain like pruned and working <laughs> correctly, or that like the <laughs> like having a virtual brain requires actual humans working as a brain collectively with each other and like that the um, the innies are collectively like the the processing units or the synapses uh to keep the meta brain working right and the meta brain is um so to go back to that like heli when she gets 100 percent, then there's like it's like this like oregon trail style like video game right and like it's this weird like 
the the founder is there, and he's like this pixelated. He's like, like I love you. I L-E-R. love you, L-E-R. You are so amazing. Yeah, and it's like, but I help other people. Didn't uh, the other people watching her watch that weren't like, wow, this is unique. They were kind of like, we got a similar like, I love you, and then they like the code just inserts like whatever name you want. Right, like, I right, love you, right. Mark. I love you, Irv. Um, so they were kind of like, they're like, oh, you saw like the, the hundred percent complete screen. Like you beat Mario. So you get to see like what happens when you beat Mario. Right. And she finally got to see it because it's like, it's hard to get hundred percent for the quarter, which ironically that episode aired like on 331 or whatever. So like it ended at the end of the quarter too. <laughs> I don't know if that was intentional, but, um, so, but she, so Helly's Innie, um, uses the opportunity of the speech to like, do it like to tell the truth or try to tell the people there right. like that they're torturing the people they're torturing the innies it's like she's speaking as her innie right to them and that's people are hearing that and probably at first like i think, think it's they, a joke or they, they don't yeah. take her seriously but then like the i forgot her name but like the curly haired board lady like tackles her and like and it had right. um Cobell's there and she's right. like you know which one are you like are you are you her i'm right? gonna destroy your company yeah and so like yeah, Cobalt's running around trying to fix everything. And it. she was at the party, and she was... They think that she took the kid, the baby, um, but she only, like, put it in a room or something. But we think, you know, we and everyone else thinks when she's, like, driving, like, Corolla Ville to, to Lumen that she's got, like, the baby, and they're freaking out about that. Right. Um, so, like, at that kind of party, or the, the book reading, Mark, in trying to find the baby, right, he goes into the room... Where he has like the, you know, the bed, the different beds, and there he finds, because I think that's where he's been staying or whatever. He finds a wedding picture of their of their wedding. Right. And then okay. he sees Miss Casey. Right. And so his his Annie sees him married to Miss Casey, and he's, and then he's running out to say to everyone like she's alive. Right. Right when it flips off. Right. So now, Mark's Annie knows that Miss Casey is his wife. Or that he's married to Miss Casey. Assuming and, that that's the same person. Right. And Mark's Innie has told everyone else on the outside that Gemma is still alive. Right. And they have to deal with that. But he just got flipped back. So now, like, Audi Mark is going to be asked, like, what did you Yeah, say? what was that all about? What was about? that all about? Right. So now Audi Mark will be You were acting really weird at that, that party. You just told us that she's alive, which is... Right. Like now he's got to be like, huh? So he's like the two part, the two right. clues aren't put together yet, but they're like, we know both pieces. And it's really like great right. from that angle because you got to keep track of like who knows what uh, or which, which any and Audi knows what at this point. Right. Which is really cool. Like, cause now you can do, we have this, like the severed story, the any story, the Audi story. And now like they're kind and of the all merging like jumping of around. the stories. Yeah. The, in, the outside story, the inside story are yeah. one story now. It's just really clever. Um, but that, so that's how it ends is she's alive. He's saying she's alive, but then... We, and that, that probably of all the things that are going on, the thing that we know the least about and that we can't explain is... So assuming that Gemma mm-hmm. did in fact die, who is Miss Casey? And I think that she didn't actually die. I think that she... Her innie, she's a full-time innie, and that's the only way she is alive, is as an innie. Like, she doesn't have an Audi persona. She's always down there. Right. Well, she's definitely... She's effectively dead on the outside. But then she also said, 
So, I mean, because the innie and the outies have the same body. Yeah. So if her outie died, then that's not Gemma. Or it was like a, it was either faked or taken advantage of. Like the crash was an advantageous use of Lumen or Lumen like staged it all. To but get then, in but then Gemma says, or Miss Casey says in their session yeah. that she's only 107 hours old. Right. Which means that her innie is at least that old, which means her innie is that old, which means that but maybe that's what they mean that would have been maybe. after the death of the Audi. I mean, maybe she's like, maybe the Audi is like in a coma or something and they can only flip, flip it on and off. Possibly. Like they can only keep the Ennio awake for so long before they need to like, before it compromises the Audi. And if the Audi dies, like the actual, but I don't know. How I, think it, I think it's highly, to, like, I think it's highly unlikely that, <laughs> Je- that, that Gemma yeah. didn't die. It's unlikely that she didn't die. I think she's dead. And they cloned her? And there's some there's because something going on. the any version of her has only been an any for 107 hours. Yeah. Which means she was not severed all that time. Right. Right? Because Mark Mark wasn't even working at Lumen when she died. Or at least yeah, he wasn't or, a severed employee. Or he was he was oh, a he's professor. At the yeah, you're right. Isn't that right? Yeah. I think he only joined Lumen so, when he became severed. So, again, that's the only part that I feel like we yeah. have the least understanding of. Because the chances, according to the story, Mark was with her when they died, when she died. That It's insinuated in this episode, the last episode, that he was driving mm. and that that's when she died. Oh, and then, that and that that's why he feels so terrible. Uh-huh. And I just, I think that the, the chances, I feel like if they were to just explain this by telling us later, oh, she never really died. Like, what are the chances that they could pull that off? I mean, they could. Yeah. But I think that that kind of, I think it's more likely that there's something more to, to what they're doing. I think you're right. Because I think, because she has to go, like, when you get fired as an innie like this, or a full-time innie, she has to go to, like, the testing floor, which is that corridor, the dark corridor with the red light at the end of, at the, end of the thing with the elevator. And she goes... Oh, well, yeah. What is that? We don't know what that is. She just goes there. That was in episode eight. She's it's the Casey. only one that we ever see go there. Yeah. So, but somehow Irv knows about it because he's able to, like... Right. He's able to paint it on right. the outside. So we don't know if his innie has ever seen it or what, but, like... But the we know floor makes me think that she like she's a test, like a beta test for how do we have a dead person have life again physically. You keep how do you keep the any how do you create an any consciousness yeah. with someone who's no longer alive right. on the outside. Like a like a cure like a an Egan. So like it's the testing of like how do we get these Egans to be to live forever right. by just having recycled bodies or whatever. And right. the consciousness keeps getting uploaded into new bodies. She she definitely has <laughs> an, the very... appearance and mannerisms of something that's not human. Yeah. In like, the truest yeah. sense. Like her the her skin texture, yeah. her movements, her eyes, like there's this way that she moves and looks that doesn't feel just like if a, human. like an android was like learning how to be a human and it hasn't like passed the test 
Just like in Westworld. Here, so right? what he could be even more like the creepy because he talks about soon they're all they'll all be Kier's children. Yeah. I mean, eventually, what, what might be the master plan is to have everyone just an any in the cult of Egan. Like yeah. Just the whole world is everyone gets severed, and then the Audi is done away with, yeah. and everybody's just... And they would never know anything other than the innie, the new innie life. Right, because that's what her experience right. is. Yeah. She's like, I've only... She, and she's aware of that, which is really odd. Of how old she like, is and she's, she's a, Yeah, because she says, I'm only 107 hours old. Yeah. My favorite time was when I was with you guys. So she's very aware uh-huh. that she doesn't have a long existence like even though she, she's grown I was thinking too when she was talking I was like man when she was there and she's like I can give you a hug if you want I was like that was her asking for a hug like that wasn't her just being weird that was like she's like can, will someone please hug me because <laughs> <laughs> like, all I do is go in this testing floor and who knows what's there but like she's just like asking without asking for a hug <laughs> so I think I think I think that, that a good way an interesting like so there's a very as much as the first seven episodes were Mm-hmm. sometimes very esoteric hard to follow and sometimes very confusing like the goats and the yeah well now the black goo thing. makes sense because that's, that's like herbs that was like the paint, paint that, right like that's like seeping through so like, you, i think everything like that is something that seeps in from other countries like their right. Audi is seeping into the any like, but in a way that they can't make sense no, of and we can't yet either like the goats hasn't made any connection yet but the but the but the what the eighth episode really did very well i thought was it 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 brought the the story arc of all of the innies yeah. together to where like by the end of episode eight like they're completely united mm-hmm. like and even mark and heli are romantically yeah connected like she kisses them before she goes into yeah. her elevator to say like just in case i don't come back or in case i do right like, like she's like i don't know it, There's something I, there. <laughs> I think that that was a. It was really interesting to see how, from the beginning, if you think about from the beginning of the of the season, how unique and distinct all those characters were, and they really were just these four different types of pretty generic corporate employees. Yeah. To by the end, when you get to episode eight, they're like comrades, right? Yeah. They're they're totally locked arms in rebellion against their employer against yeah. against the lumen and against the severed well it makes me wonder like if this whole thing was basically the office right where it's like a documentary they're making a documentary on heli's experience for this thing like how did they like it'd be interesting to see like the product of that knowing what what we saw is like the true story let's say like how do they spin it <laughs> to present to the outside like if she's supposed to be well you see it in the episode like all that all the PR stuff, yeah. all the pictures so like, of they her. They don't show her suicide. They don't show her yeah. like, being resistant or like trying to quit. Right. And, this and, that. Like, and, and the iron and, and the insidiousness of it all is that she doesn't even know. No. Her Audi has no idea that her yeah. innie is that miserable. Right. Until, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, she does Everyone know else, that he know, she yeah. knows that the innie wanted to quit and she told her no. Yeah. And, and she woke up, she, she like... Woke, woke up, up on the strangled. elevator being strangled, right? Which was a, another signal. But I don't, I don't know that she necessarily put two and two together. Yeah. Like what exactly was that, right? Right. But I think that what that eighth episode did so well was made us feel 
like we, we, we've come full circle with the out, the innies, like to where they have all firmly been kind of the, the brainwashing of like all the different ways that they were loyal, mm-hmm. like whether it was Dylan with his, <laughs> with his fetishizing of all the perks yep. or, or Irv with his just like just his Old Testament style loyalty and mystical almost mm-hmm. belief. Um, and Mark, you know, just trying to, trying to be a good, after his promotion, you yeah. know, like he's trying to like, you know, like be the company man, even though he's kind of not. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then Heli just being, just initially she really, she didn't connect with anyone mm-hmm. and she just wanted out mm-hmm. and she just, she was just kind of, a, kind of a bitch, but then she becomes united with them all. Yeah. Like they all, you know, and I think it's just a really interesting way of how they showed each character as an out, as an innie, yeah. get to the point where they were in full, you know, you had the moment with Irv mm-hmm. after the retirement party, um, for Mark, I think it was more like just based on like his experiences with Petey and then and then what he was seeing on the inside. Yeah. And then it, but and but the ironically, books. a lot of it was because of his reading of his brother in law's yeah. book. Yeah. Which is hilarious. Yeah, the dumb book that <laughs> But I think um and and I don't know that I've ever seen such a perfect cliffhanger <laughs> of the end of season of episode eight uh, in terms of just so perfectly to the second, you know, like, okay, yeah. like here's the moment. <laughs> and then it's like credits. And I thought that was just, I mean, it reminded me of the end of season two of loss. They're like, they want to blow up the hatch, you know? And then like, and they blow it up they and blow it up. And then you're like, that's the end of it. And you're like, huh, what? And then, I think or, or it, even season one, he's like banging on the, like, show me, show me a sign. And then the light comes on in the hatch. And then it that's ends. It. And then like the other two get captured on the boat or And it's like, huh? It, it's interesting in the, in this, especially when in the age of streaming services where the cliffhanger is, I mean, you can, it can be argued that it's being dangerously perfected. <laughs> yeah. because you've got to keep people watching the next yeah. episode, whether it's a binge or week to week. There's so many shows. There's so many, you know, yeah. and they want to keep you tuned in. Yeah. And yet that cliffhanger still just stuck out as just like, yeah. I mean, if it's crap. formulaic, like they nailed it, they nailed it. Like that's how you do it. That's how you do it. That's how um, you do it. Where you, you, you build it up for yeah. seven episodes. It was a, it's a slow burn. The show is a slow burn. You, you have to, it's, it demands more of the audience than the average show. Yeah. It, you have to pay attention. You have to be okay with like not really knowing what's going on. You have sometimes. to be okay with things just flat out, not only not, not making, making sense, sense, but even seeming absurd. Yeah. Like, like the goats. Like, yeah. does, does that even mean anything? Was right. that real? Is that symbolic? Is and that it might be frustrating if there's if there's just like with Lost, if like they leave all these tantalizing crumbs and they never tie up loose ends, right. and it just was like this like I don't know. I feel like we're we're on like different territory here with this show. Yeah, I feel like that's more thought out, but like you see that a lot where like there's these big like let's throw all these things at the wall, 
and then like and it just comes across as like pretentious like modern art or whatever and it's like not like I, for like me lost became like became cliffhanger for the sake of cliffhanger yeah and it didn't appear that there was any real big like they had they didn't they weren't looking at the beginning to the end and then filling well they had in. the very end plotted out from the very beginning really but then they didn't know how many more how many seasons they would get so they i think there was a there was a part where they had like i think it was like somewhere in season four they didn't know that they would end up with seven they thought that there would be there might be this might be the end or i think they think they knew they would have five like a fifth one but not how many more after that. So like five and six kind of have to like, five and six kind of really are weird because they didn't know until somewhere in six that there would be seventh would be the final one. So they like, they had to like draw some things out and rush other things to like land the plane in, at the end of seven. And seven was like a short 10 episode season or something or 12. It was like right. shorter um, or whatever the last season was. I think maybe it was only six. Like whatever the last season was, it was shorter. Well, the, the, and they it's like... so different now because it used to be that a season of television was a long, yeah. yeah, it was a long time. Yeah. Now a season can last two months because I mean, it's yeah. not even the same. This they even use the months, same words. It? This was like, it's, I mean, this was nine weeks. This was yeah, two months. And they dropped yeah. the first two episodes, yeah. I think, at the same time. Yep. So a season nowadays is, is nothing like what it used to mean. I think it's like 16. And you can be more intentional and very precise with what you're doing. Yeah. But any way you slice it, like that was some incredible. Yeah, this was a like, really well crafted show. The, like just, very thoughtful, yeah. thought provoking, and beautifully shot, staged, framed, colors. And just, sound. just execute. Like, it like, sounds amazing on like Air, AirPods Pro. It's an Apple TV product. Yeah. On Apple, on, a, on an iPhone, spatial <laughs> audio with AirPods Pro. Like it's just like it just sounds perfect. You know, it's like I'm like a complete Apple fanboy here. <laughs> like I have all the equipment and I'm dialed in. You know, I just you have to watch it with good I, sound. You know. I think it was, and I think it the the. I've never quite seen something where the cliffhanger is so like. Like it's almost like a conductor, and it's just yeah. it's just bringing it to that absolute like down to the second, and then just stops the music, <laughs> just and and then creates such a perfect way to just whoop, pick it right back yeah. up, and then you're right back into this like <laughs> brilliant like crescendo mm -hmm. of that the whole and the whole second episode. I guess if we're getting get yeah, into the second nice. episode now. The last episode just blows right by you. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, it's just, so, and it's anxiety inducing your heart. It's like, just crazy. It's like trying to get, he's like trying to pin down, or Devin's like, oh, we'll connect. Like, oh, the baby's crying, all this. And they're like, I'm like, just connect. You need to connect. Like, I'm so nervous. I need you right. to like sit down and talk to each other finally. Because Mark's like, now, who is this person? And like, she's someone I think I can trust. And that was my prime directive going into this was find someone I can trust. And like, I got to tell her that right. any, she believes him. Like she doesn't like kind of doubt it. Yeah. She's always kind of been skeptical about all this. And so she is like, this is, I can tell this is like still my brother crying for help. Right. As the any, right. But then that it's gets interrupted by yeah. the realization the that they thought missing. the baby was missing. But that leads him to find the picture of his, of, 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 his, of, of his, Gemma. What was his wife? Yeah. Because he wouldn't have, but Rickon was like, Rickon was like uh, gonna show him a picture, 
He's right. like, oh, I thought of this. Remember that trip we went on? Like, yeah. And he's like, do you have that picture? He he's like, oh, yeah. And then he gets interrupted by the like, his like, lackey guy who's like, what is like, the, your netty pot is ready. Right. Here. right. <laughs> like, that's Rick, it's so funny. I thought that the, I thought that the interesting <laughs> part of... There's something very quirky about that whole... Like some of the surroundings of Mark's Audi, just in terms of like his brother-in-law. Yeah, the lady's like, I would have to change my name again. Like, yeah, like he, that the whole person thing. he had to read his book with. She's like, um, yeah. So I have like, I I have to look really close because I can't see well. And then the guy found the baby's like, I'm the one. I'm the one who found. Yeah, the baby. I found like, him first. Like, what is like, what like is with these people? I think it was. They're I think so it's weird. all. It's making fun of. It's really poke. It's a poke in the eye to the whole self-help. I think you're right. Industry. Yeah. And but the guruisms, yeah. Well, it's just like the, you know, it's like, and it's like so much of what Rickon has to say, yeah, has been said a thousand times, yeah. a thousand different ways, right? And yet, yeah, at the same exact time, mm-hmm. to the innies, it's like right gospel. It's profound, yeah, because they are <clears throat> not full people. They're, yeah, they're they're they're. And that whole thing of like, I've only been alive for 107 hours. Like their innies are just these, they're, they're, they're not even a full person. They're just in the employee version of these other people who have I mean, been it's hard to imagine. Like, living. We can't imagine consciousness without our accumulated memories right. up to this point and experiences. But like, right. they, like they're a what if, like what if you can have a fully functioning adult human who just gets plopped in the world and only becomes self-aware at age 30 if you're heli and can you don't have to learn how to like walk and talk and this and that you're like you know how to do all that stuff but you don't know how you learned all that stuff and you just like you have no memory before that like what if you could do like amnesia but on amnesia yourself at age 30 <laughs> and it's like that's just hard to imagine because like we, obviously we we're only as con- you know we're conscious from birth or whatever um or at least from age three or something. Like we don't have memories mm-hmm. before that generally. But they say like things that happen to you before you're three can affect you after that, even if you don't remember it, and so on. But I don't know. Are there people walking around who like have? I mean, if you're like in a coma, obviously you don't remember when you were in a coma, but you're still like alive and conscious in some way. But like other people who like have like entire like chunks of time, like significant chunks of time, mm-hmm. where they don't remember it, but other people they were with. We're like, oh yeah, I remember we talked. Like you were, you seemed normal. Mm-hmm. Like, does that happen? Like where people break like that, um, or have like some kind of issue, or is it like your consciousness is either on or off, and like no one else would be able to interact with you without you remembering it? I guess some of those drugs, like the the Bill Cosby drugs, can like let you be like lucid, but like don't remember anything, right? Well, I like, think I like think that the pharmaceutical the, the the more important thing that's going on here is. It's very similar to Westworld in the sense that the the hosts have two versions of themselves, right? Like they have their online and offline version of themselves. And in the show, when those bleed together, right? Mm-hmm. When when they start remembering both halves of their lives, yeah. or then when they remember even like like where when uh, what's her name is remembering cold storage or remembering yeah. the operating on the when they're being repaired yeah, yeah. and like that, that the consciousness is becoming integrated mm-hmm. and that, that that is generally, I think that the show is trying to 
point out like how unhealthy it is for you to have like these bifurcated yeah. lives or identities and that that's what the out the any story is the breaking down of all the ways that they do whatever they need to do to just accept yeah the any existence which is absurd mm -hmm. right like Heli is the only one to just openly rebel against it from the get-go like no no but didn't know. mark like, say he like mark said he had resistant like he resisted at first too when he was telling Heli. Right, he was, right. I but I, I, I doubt that he tried to kill himself. No, but or that like, he. I mean, she was. She was. She was like. Remember that thing, that yeah. scene where she keeps running out the door. Yeah. And like, I mean, she was just like. That first episode. Yeah. Get me the fuck out of here. Mm -hmm. Like, like, and I think that I think that at the end of the day, I think I think I think the. It's just it's such a brilliant like because when you get to the last episode and they have their first full. Like, obviously, that's the first episode where almost all the whole story is told from the Audi's perspective. Yeah. Whereas before, we only really got Mark's Audi's perspective. Mm -hmm. Now we got a full, like, so now the show is presenting fully both, both their Innie and Audi consciousness. And now that, you know, that, that is now permanently, like, starting to now like the company has to figure out how to manage these people yeah. when their their innies and outies are have been you know like yep. violated and like and like how do they you know <laughs> so did you I notice mean, the so in the control room there's a lot of like freeze frames and, and analysis people are doing of like all the like there's all the employees listed right on the wall and then like when De when dylan was going through to pick the program there was all these other programs People. you could run oh there was like right. in the in the guidebook yeah or like in the computer like he went he yeah. scrolled down to get right, to right, overtime right, right but there was like other things like yeah uh, what were some of them it was like um i don't remember like beehive was one which is some kind of like i don't know like warning system mode or you know there's like different phrases like that right that like are clues to like what like different kinds of mind control in a sense like this whole thing is basically mind control in, in a sense and Overtime can overtime is where you can access them outside of uh, work, but perhaps like these other command lines run when you're inside only or mm -hmm. whatever, um, or when your ini is on, then you can run these other commands. And like, I wonder if they're gonna like was that like a clue? Um, like, well, I think I think I think I feel more more now that this episode is over, that the season is over, that the severance technology is the product. Yeah. Like that what they're doing down there yeah. is all nonsense. Right. Where like, it has some utility for keeping the product. It's like the same as keeping the product refrigerated or frozen or, you know, but, like, the, but you what they're the, doing, picking the numbers yeah. or 3d printing right. water, water kettle, it's that they're doing something is right. what matters. But it's completely it's just being in a room doing it's nothing. completely, yeah. like it's not a story about, Hey, we got these people down here doing this job, and it's so in, it's yeah. so insidious. We can't have them remembering. Right. It's not about that. But that's kind of what Mark's Audi thought. He was like, "Well, I, like maybe he was told, right? Like, oh, you're you're doing sensitive archive record stuff, so like right. this makes it so you can't like divulge anything, any company secrets." But there's and there's like the story he told. There's himself. the company secret is yeah. the severance process. He wouldn't know any different. <laughs> so like that's the story he thinks. That's what he does. That's what he he believes. What he's told is, is right. what he's doing. Um, 
And I think, and I think that you're right. I think that it doesn't matter. Like, it's completely what irrelevant. Isn't, yeah, isn't like work that needs to be done that woman needs done. It's like no. they need these people doing something down there. Yeah. to like keep them apart from other departments from fraternizing. They need. Like, they need. It, it's it's all a controlled around. experiment. Yeah. around perfecting severance. Yeah, and the evidence of that is that this senator, who probably because he's chummy with them, like you know. He, and I think there's a whole other thing going on there with, like, the whole, like, like whole idea that the only way that this woman could give him children was by being severed. Right. Which is really, I'm not sure. It's like some kind of arranged marriage or something. Well, it's, like, it, uh, at a minimum, it's, it's, and I don't know that we get the impression. I mean, she, she seemed to be aware of the fact that she was yeah. severed. It's like my little helper, like with right. a little help. Like but it's also yeah. very, I mean, like, is that was that a situation where it was like they were married and he wanted to have kids and she didn't, so and then the severance technology came along, that was the and he was like, well, you know, if you do severance, then yeah. you don't have to actually go through all that. And she's like, okay. But the, her any had a different like name or idea of what she wanted out of motherhood. For the kid, right? There's a different name on the outside, which is <laughs> deeply problematic, right? <laughs> yeah. Like it just—it gave the feeling like this that this was all done just so that he could get kids, and yeah. that she didn't even really. So like, which which one or both want. are like in the Egan? He's probably like in the Egan cult, or like raised in it or whatever. And he, well, he he's he's he's. I think that I think that. But he's like he is the. He's like a plant. Like he's like Egan. Like he's, he's the stand. He's he's the he's, he's getting the, them on the outside. He's the. They're probably their biggest yeah. proponent in in the in the legislative realm, right? To you know, because there's it'd be like if you had a bunch of Branch Davidians uh, from you know, like Waco. Like if you had like one of those was got elected to be the state senator, right? For the region where where they were based, so they could get some cover for what they're doing and expand and this and that. You know, um, I think that's what's going on there. But yeah, I think all those strands are showing so much. Uh, Potential for the future of the show. <laughs> what, you know, what, where could they, they can go so many places from here. That the whole his like colleague from the college who <laughs> killed the security guard and is like seems to know a lot. Right. And was like the one who did the severance and now is like back on the outside. And there's this uh, the other group and that's like anti-severance, right? There's like this movement. So it's like there's this bigger thing going on. I think. I think. It's I think. Blow wide open. At at a. <laughs> It is, and I think there's a lot, it, it borders on parody. It's like a parody of, like the whole Lumen thing is a parody of corporate, you yeah. know. But then you find out, right, like that it seems to be insinuated, like that, that Lumen as a corporation is, is seeking to do something totally unprecedented, right? Yeah. Like, like, and that this is like taking the whole idea of, a corporation, you know, oh, we want to change the world. Yeah. And it's like, well, no, literally we like, and that, and that there is in a sense that there's this way that it comes across, especially from her dad in this, in the mm. last episode, that there's like this spiritual or religious, yeah, like that they actually have like, feel like they are the saviors of humanity. Yeah. And that this is the way that we, and he's, was it, she, who someone, someone said something about like a peaceful 
empathetic mm-hmm. uh, new version of human reality. Like there's this way that it's 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 it, it is truly like a like a yeah like, like utopian a, millennial millenarian uh, view like a right like a an ushering age, in the age of Aquarius kind of ushering like, in the yeah. next stage of human evolution right. which people are already technology. talking about now they're talking about like like I wouldn't put it past Elon Musk to like be the guy who was like yeah we're definitely I'm definitely gonna be first to, to, to sign up to get my brain in a computer right <laughs> like right um, like that 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 part of it is like I said, I mean, it does like the the scene where she's talking to, because the guy the guy who plays her dad in the bathroom, I mean, like, it's it almost seems silly. He almost looks like a something out of a bad '80s sci-fi television show. Well, that's or why I think like the way he was like he didn't seem all there human. Like, like he had this yeah. r- weird robot voice. Like was he like some kind of stand-in? Like was he like a reanimated corpse that they have like like a weekend at Bernie's kind of thing, <laughs> right? Like that's his body, but it's like it's not physically alive anymore. It's like mechanically alive right. with a mechanical voice, but like the computer is all in there. Like it's virtually run. It's like a like a puppet, just a <laughs> like continuation a meat, a meat of his consciousness and yeah. a different. Yeah, like it was weird. Um, but it almost but it works purpose. either way. It also works as just. A really creepy, yeah, lifelong leader of a cult who's trying to take yeah. over the world. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I think that the that the 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 storyline of Helena. I think I told you about that exhibit that I went to in Las Vegas, where yeah. you have this founder who's a founder of Walmart, and then the the daughter goes off the rails and doesn't drink the family Kool Aid yeah. anymore, and that that is Helly's story really is one story, which yeah. is the like when she becomes an innie, mm-hmm. then the part of her Audi that maybe always yep. questioned her identity as an yep. Egan is, 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 is comes roaring to yeah. life, right? Like, <laughs> right? She's like, and 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 it's very it's a very interesting way of telling the story of like you know, uh, it reminds me a lot of. Um, Julie Mao in yes. The Expanse, exactly. right? Like yep. she, the same kind of vibes. she she rebels against mm-hmm. her dad, who is yep. proto moleculing, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Like like trying to usher in the next stage of human or, I guess existence. Is the other one too? Like both of them in different ways, right? Yeah, I mean, right. both sisters like rebelled in that way. Yeah, and I, I think I think that that's that the the. It's just such a creative way of telling, because like as as the as the season goes on, right, you become as an audience less and less feeling like there's two different versions of these people. Yeah, because their innies are in rebellion, mm-hmm. and their outies are becoming more sympathetic. Yeah, to their innie. Yeah, and also I think. Obviously, like, because there's a question. I think somebody asked the question during the finale, I believe. Like, what do you think would motivate? What kind of person would volunteer to be severed? Yeah. And it's clear that Mark, we don't know too much about Dylan's Audi still. Right. But clearly Mark and Irv Mm -hmm. had trauma. Irv is like, from from all we can tell, like, is a completely in isolation. Mm-hmm. 
he doesn't appear to sleep very much. We never see him sleep. Like he's, I think, like he's out. He's always doing something in the nighttime. I think drinking yeah, coffee that's all why the he's time. Asleep at his any because I think he's up. He keeps himself up late. Yeah, with his art or whatever, or he's just up all the time, and that's why he like struggles. In, as an innie, because he's right. like sleep deprived, but he doesn't. He would his innie wouldn't know why he's so tired. All well, the time. he's and he and and clearly like, who knows what Dylan's story is? But with Helly, um, you know, it could very well be that her motivation for doing that was to express the ultimate loyalty to her father and to the yeah. company, but do you mind, it like, wasn't told to genuine. Do it? Yeah, it wasn't genuine. Yeah. Um, we didn't talk too much about Irv in terms of like clearly and actually this is huge I mean like he clearly like he kind of was like Petey like he was like yeah, he, he had, had a whole research he had figured yeah. out a bunch of stuff uh-huh. somehow but, um, but yet his innie was the complete opposite yeah like a total company man right. but his Audi was clearly onto something big yeah was had, trying had, to Trying to I merge. Mean, either it looks like he had smuggled out somehow. Yeah. Maybe that's why they made that like sensor of written things is like because maybe his. Maybe he he's the one that made PD them realize they need to do that. Or predecessor to PD like pre- previous innies because he's been there a long time longer than anyone else. Like maybe he his innie has been around longer and has seen right. some of those people and like that spilled out into his Audi, and his Audi was like having weird dreams or having visions or something and it was like starting to piece together like whatever and somehow we had the paper with multi- multiple pages of all the severed employees list with addresses yeah. and like Lumen corporate directories and this he had like he had stuff and maps yeah addresses and routes and like right he had like the start of something and or, his any didn't even yeah. he did, his any had no idea yeah and then when he's there he's just like what is all this stuff yeah like and, and, and the, his innie, like, didn't know which car, obviously, like, which car was his car, you know, when he got out. I love that he had a hard time driving, too, because, yeah. like, and it done, just dawned on me, like, oh, well, yeah. he's never driven. Never, right, yeah. The innie has never driven a car. But it made me think, too, like, when he's with Miss Casey, um, she says, you love the sound of something, and then that's what his dog's name is, right? Like, his dog's name is, like, you love the sound of uh, shadows, or you love the sound of... I forgot his name, but the, like when he calls for his dog, that's the, like Miss Casey was t- basically talking about. You love the sound of your dog. <laughs> and we told us that. Oh, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's sweet. <laughs> like he loves his. So dog. what do you he think? What art? He loves his music. We know that we do. We get. We know that um, his dad apparently was in the navy. Right, because he had the picture on the back says dad. So yeah, Audi had written dad on the back of that. But picture. then what? What was? What was the? What was hit? We didn't get too much of. Was he a military guy? I don't know. It that got had PTSD because it really felt like that it's was possible. That um, was what was going that would on. Be why? Yeah. I mean, the uniform looked old. Like it looked like Vietnam or World War II era. Which would be oh, like, definitely that uniform dad, is definitely his not dad. his. Yeah. But there was those medals. Right. And I don't know if those were supposed to be his dad's as well. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's a mystery. But I think those were clues for the future. Like. That he was probably like... Because right now... Either it was the death of his dad or it was him continuing in the military and then having PTSD and like struggling with his identity like to follow in the footsteps of his dad. But then he goes and gets into the military and then he's totally fucked up. But what we're left with... What we're left with with Irv is he's pounding at the door of Bert 
And when he wakes up, he's gonna like not know why he's there, who this like he's not gonna know who Bert is, but they're gonna right. meet, right? right? So like that, right? If Irv and Irv and Bert's Audis meet each other, like what would that what might that do? Well, we right? but, they, well, they would have never met. Irv will well, Irv's Audi knows that there's an Irv any. Yeah. So he's probably gonna put two and two together. And Bert would know. They'll probably go, oh, maybe we know Bert each knows. other from Lumen. Yeah, Bert knows each other. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like there's some like that's gonna There'll help be some Irv's connection. Journey on. Right. Is Bert? <laughs> I wish his name was Ernie because then Bert, <laughs> Bert and Irv can uh, can like buddy up, right, and like right. figure stuff out together and be right. the PD to to everyone else. Like I right. think like it it's tragic, but also like hopeful, like. He didn't get, but I, I mean, even if Irv's any had gotten Bert's attention, like Bert's Audi doesn't know who Irv's any is, right? Unless he's like, I work at Lumen, like yeah, like they'll as soon as they start kind of talking, they each know they have an any or had one, right? Although, if I guess if Bert's any, Bert's any's retired, but he would still remember that he was life. an any, yeah, that he had an that any. he had one, because he. But did they take your chip out when you retire? Right, like how, what happens? Do they just like don't let you back in, but you could go in if you need to, right? Could could Bert's any get reactivated? Well, he never would have he didn't he never would have the memories of what his any did. No, but he would still remember his Audi. You couldn't take away the memory that his Audi had. No, that he knew he was an any, even right. though he couldn't remember. But I'm saying like if there's it. like an overtime thing, could you get, could you reactivate oh, Bert's oh. any remotely, even though he's retired? Yeah, right. So that. Any Irv and any Bert can re-team up. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. that, they could go there. That's really, right. I mean, it's smart. Like, this device, right? Right. The, the, the narrative I device think, is, is really smart. I think that it is, it is so far. Yeah. It doesn't come off as gimmicky. No. It, it really works as a tool to tell a realistic story, even though it's absurd. Yeah. And they do a pretty good job. There's, there really aren't too many times where I'm thinking, well, I just have to pretend that that makes sense. Yeah, or like, oh, that's a trope, or that's a, you know. Right, it, it actually, f- so far, has integrity yeah. as, a, as a vehicle to tell <laughs> whatever they're telling, yeah. right? Even though it's still, in a lot of ways, is absolutely preposterous, yeah. right? Like. It makes no sense at all. Like, there's a million different ways that that, that wouldn't work. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, one of the things I would say is that just in terms of just purely looking at the finale, just the, the way that, that the pacing mm-hmm. of that entire episode yeah. was just... Yeah. Like, really every good. time you got just far enough in one arc, yeah. you'd jump to the other one, and then you'd kind of... But they're get, all then crescendoing. Like, yeah. they're all kind of keeping pace on the highway as it were and all and they all the, yeah. and it comes like full circle from like the cliffhanger at the beginning of the episode yeah. to the cliffhanger at the end yeah. of the episode and you're just never bored yeah and it's like it's just such a like yeah like i don't know like it was just like it, like i said it was it was just like perfectly orchestrated music yeah. classical music like it just uh-huh. went exactly and when you got to the end it was like and I mean, mm-hmm. I have never, I don't remember the last time, I think similar, I think that Westworld does a really good job at the end of season one yeah. and season two yeah. of, of ending on a cliffhanger yeah. where you're really invested in yeah. what happens Especially next. Season one. Yeah. But this does, does it in a way that's like, like, where like it literally like, 
you you're you're getting you're getting cut off and you know mm -hmm. that the next episode is going to be right on the other side yeah. of that yeah and so the, you could, like you could watch eight and nine together right as one 100% 100% yeah. Whereas with Westworld, you, it kind of picks up later, and you're yeah. like, oh, okay, got to figure yeah. out what's going on. And then two on. to three is obviously a huge jump. Right. Um, right. But right. We're... So that should wrap us up for today, uh, and wrap up our kind of multi-episode series on Severance. We hope you enjoyed it. We look forward to Severance season two, whenever that will be, um, and look forward to our next discussion on our next topic, which is TV. <laughs> um, thanks for listening. And we'll catch you next time.